Cape Talk. Call 021-446-0567. And today's Home and Garden segment actually sparked by a listener who has been enjoying watching the Owl family in Kierboom Park. Um, if you're a regular visitor to that area, you might know there have been a family, they have three little owlets. I think there were three, might have been four to begin with, but there definitely were three the last time I was there. And by this time, quite well-grown owlets. They have been growing up in the shade of the very tall trees in Kierboom Park. And it's been a beautiful thing to watch because the local community and park administration have carefully fenced off the trees that they were nesting in and the, the owl box has been left with big signs saying please be quiet there are babies in this facility trying to grow up in peace and quiet and it's been quite an adventure to watch them and Kelly wrote in to say A, were we aware of them and B, is there anything that I can do as a private homeowner to encourage owls into my garden because she so enjoyed the experience of watching them grow from little fluff balls into beautiful proud young birds and Kelly, I don't know if you've got access to DSTV, if you do uh, you're going to want to make sure you're watching BBC Earth this coming Saturday evening because there's actually a new series starting at 6 o'clock which is all about owls in South Africa and Owl Rescue in particular. And what we've done is ask one of the stars of that show to join us today to hopefully find an answer for your question and talk to us a little bit more about owls in general. Her name is Danelle Murray. She and her partner Brendan run the Owl Rescue Centre based at Hartebeersport Dam in the northwest. Danelle, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you for the opportunity to chat to you. It's a pleasure. Uh, how long has your centre actually been operating? Um, we're going for about 15 years now. Okay, so a good long span of work. And how did you get involved in Owl Rescue in the first place? Uh, you know, my husband and I, um, Brendan, um, we have always been passionate about conservation. And about 15 years ago, we thought that, you know, our lives need to take a direction which carries a bit more meaning for us. Okay. Um, and we thought, what can we do? You know, you always you always hear these horror stories about what's happening to animals, what's happening to wildlife. Um, and we wanted to have an impact on it, you know, try and, you know, find solutions to some of these problems. And one of the animals that required the most help at that stage were owls. Um, there's so many things that count against them. Um, you know, they so often get into trouble and land up at, at veterinary practices. So we thought that we'll focus our project on, on rescuing them. Okay. And rescuing them from what? Danelle, what are some of the reasons that owls find their way to your door? Well, um, of the 12 species, we predominantly work with two of them, which are barn owls and spotted eagle owls. And those are also what we refer to as urban owl species. So, um, as you mentioned in your, in your introduction, you know, they often nest nearby, um, you know, human habitats. So, you know, in, in built up areas, we find them in industrial areas. So, Close to humans, close to danger, basically. Um, so they either get um, affected by secondary poisoning from people putting out poison. They get run over on the roads. Um, they get caught in in um, electric wires. You know, sure. all kinds of all kinds of things. Okay, so if somebody finds an owl in distress or has an owl stuck in their warehouse or anything like that, they'll give you guys a call. And uh, do you go and fetch them, Danelle, and then bring them safely to to recover at your centre? How does it work? Yes, sure. The, the majority of the owls that that come to our centre are rescues that we that we do. Okay. Um, so that's when we started. That's what we specialised in, um, because very often it's not just a case of picking the owl up and and you know taking it for rehab. There there is a rescue process. It, it might be stuck in a building. It might be stuck in a chimney. Um, and that's what the show is all about: showing actually what kind of rescues we do get up to. 
Okay, so it sounds fascinating. If you want to watch that show, just again, it starts on Saturday evening at 6 o'clock in the evening on BBC Earth, which is channel 184 on the DSTV network, and it's called I'll Rescue Essay. There are going to be new episodes dropping each week, by the way, 10 of them in total. So, Danelle, okay, just to move away from the rescue element for a moment, um, the, the reason we asked you on primarily is to answer Kelly's question about what makes a garden owl friendly. Um, as I described, we've got a beautiful example in one of our local parks of an owl family being cared for by the community and helped to to, to raise their, their owlets to, to adulthood. Uh, but not everybody has that whole community pulling behind them in that way. In fact, quite often there are misconceptions about owls, there are cultural beliefs about owls that make people Very actually true. target them. What can one do if you want to make your garden a safe, uh, a safe sort of sanctuary for owls? Well, it's wonderful to hear that there is a community that, that takes their well-being you know, to such an extent. That's wonderful to hear. Um, well, the, the best you can do, obviously, the first thing is get rid of any kind of poison. Okay. Um, you know, whether it is rodent poison or insecticides, get rid of it. It's, um, you know, it does affect them. Um, obviously, when they eat a poisoned rat, that, that transfers onto them and, and they get secondary poisoning. So that's the first thing is to make sure that your garden is completely poison free. Um, owls will take care of, of your, your rodent problem. And then to put up an owl house. So an owl just provides them with a safe breeding spot, which means they're more successful in, in their breeding process. Um, and then it also creates awareness because the minute you put up an owl in your garden and your neighbor notices a house going up in a tree, they go, well, what's that for? Mm. And, and you would, you know, explain that it's, it's for owls. Um, and so, you know, people just start changing their behavior, um, you know, being more conscious and then, you know, to stop using poison, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and it's not uncommon for, for owls when you put up an owl house to, to move into a garden and raise a whole family there. They have a very, very small territory that they live in. Um, so they will literally raise their babies, hunt everything in, in a small garden. Really? I didn't realize that. Okay, you, you sort of assume mm. that because they can fly and cover large distances on the wing that they would, they would have a larger hunting ground. But that's, uh, so that's not the case necessarily. No, especially during breeding season, their territories are actually very, very small. Okay. Um, and, and they're very concentrated in one area, hunting and, and raising their babies. Yeah. I mean, as the babies grow, the babies will move off a little bit further. But their territories are not much bigger than, say, two kilometers radius. That's, okay. that's the average size of their the entire territory. Yeah. Didn't realise that. Okay. Just for those who've joined us late to the conversation, my guest on the line is Danelle Murray. She is one of the runners of the Owl Rescue Centre at Hartebeersport Dam and also one of the stars of the new television series, Owl Rescue SA, which starts airing this weekend. Uh, Danelle, uh, did I hear you say there are 12 different varieties of owl in South Africa? You said you deal mainly with the barn owls and the spotted eagle owls. Did you say 12 in total, though? Twelve in total, yes. Um, to an extent, we deal with all of them. Yeah. Um, those are just our most prominent um, owls that we deal with, and the most common owl species that you would find right across South Africa. Okay. Um, but but yeah, there's there's twelve in total. Some occur more in bushveld areas. Um, some you know occur in, in very specific areas in South Africa. For example, the pals fishing owl, you would find only in in a certain you know area in South Africa yeah. um, but spotted eagles, barn owls you're going to find everywhere so those are our most uh, predominant patients that we work okay. with. And besides humans and our behaviour what other threats and predators are out there that, that pose a risk to owls? Um, well owls obviously have their natural predators um, 
for example, genets or other raptors, but the biggest, biggest threat to them is, mm. is humans. And, yeah. and that's with all conservation, unfortunately. The biggest threat to conservation is always humans. Yeah. In terms of what they eat, Danelle, obviously in an, in an urban environment, you've mentioned they're going to be a great way of controlling your rodent population. Um, but it, out in the wild, would, would, would a, I mean, obviously small mice and, and field mice and things like that would be part of their diet. But would there be other things that they would prey on in the wild? Yeah, sure. Um, it's very species specific. So I'm going to refer to the spotted eagle owl again because that's the most common owl that we find. Um, they've actually got a very um, big variety in their diet. So they would eat rodents, um, but they also uh, prey on insects and doves, pigeons, um, small snakes. So you know, they, they actually cover a big variety in their diet. Okay, so snakes as well. So there we go. We were talking about snakes the other day. And if anyone yeah. is scared of snakes, here's another reason to put an owl box in your tree and they will help you control and keep them away from you. Um, Danelle, in terms of, of sort of looking to the long-term future well-being of owls, obviously people like yourself and your partner, Brendan, and the work you're doing are fantastic at helping the owls that are already in distress. We can encourage um, our neighbours and our communities to be more owl-wise and owl-welcoming in our in our habits like uh eradicating the use of poison what else can be done to to secure their future do you think well like you mentioned the biggest thing is the awareness is getting everybody on board we can save you know a certain amount of hours per year we can rehabilitate those amounts but if it's not a bigger picture thing where everybody you know is a little bit more conscious about what they're doing then you know we're not going to win this battle so for us this program um the biggest thing is the awareness that that it's going to create helping people to understand how the actions play a role in conservation um the knock-on effect of that and what kind of you know um, problems we deal with and how we can solve those problems so we have many many projects in, in place um trying to address every single um you know, element of of the the bigger picture of of con, um, conservation for ours. Um, you know, we rescue, we re- rehabilitate, we release. Um, but we also have a project like a retro project where we try and discourage people from using um, poisons and then give them an alternative to rather use a catch and release trap. Yeah. The owl houses, as I've mentioned, helps with um, growing the population, um, keeping them safe during their breeding season and creating awareness. Um, so we've got many projects in place like that. But okay. you know, it's, it's going to have to be everybody, you know, just uh, getting a, a deeper consciousness for, for their conservation. Last quick question then from somebody listening who's obviously keen on the idea of an owl house. What sort of size would an owl house need to be, Danelle? Um. You know, the bigger the better, but I won't go smaller than 500 mils by 500 mils by 500, like a, a box shape. So half a meter by half a meter by half a meter would be the, the minimum size I would recommend. Thank you so much, Danelle Murray. Great to have you on the show today. Speaking there from the uh, Owl Rescue Centre in Hartabiasport Dam. And if you'd like to see Danelle and her partner, Brendan, hard at work, look out for the new series, Owl Rescue Essay, which is airing from this Saturday evening at six o'clock on BBC Earth. That's Channel 184.